And good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars in Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, alongside me as usual, CFP, Allison DeBrill. Together we come to you live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what Allison and I are talking about, if it's important to you, it's important to us, we'll get you right on air. 627-7979. That's 627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our client's interest ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m., and that's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success, because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it, and it is a choice, because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, uh, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, 457s, IRAs, Roth IRAs. There's a whole host of them, simple IRAs. Mortgage options. So security claiming strategies or estate planning, wills and trust, all that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance. We are here to discuss this evening. 627-7979. Good evening, Allison. Good evening. Tonight we're going to talk all things IRA. As we're approaching the tax filing deadline, one of the other deadlines that uh, coincide with tax filing is the deadline to make your contributions to your traditional and Roth IRAs. So we thought what better time to address IRAs and talk about things you want to make sure you know so that you don't end up um, messing up some of the rules. There are a lot of rules around who can contribute, how much you can contribute, when you have to take money out, when you when can you take money out, um, and what kind of penalties and taxes are involved. So a lot of um, pitfalls to to avoid. Yep, we're going to go over the IRA basics today so you get a feel for how they work and can take full advantage of them if they are appropriate for you. It is one of the few um, tax strategies that you can use after the calendar year has finished. So like Allison mentioned, um, if you are eligible, 
you can make IRA contributions that count for tax year 2021 up until tax filing date of 2022. So that's uh, this year. It's April 18th. April. It is. Yes. April 18th. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because there's a holiday in D.C. And, and a weekend, I think, right? Over the weekend. It's on the weekend. And and then Massachusetts and Maine get an extra day because oh, Patriots Day is the following well, Monday. Why aren't we all patriots? We we are all patriots, but your governor has to <laughs> declare it a state holiday. Oh. Patriots Day uh, commemorates the Battle of Lexington and Concord, which was the first real skirmish between the upstart revolutionaries of the contiguous states against the crown of England. Mm. So uh, it's really only celebrated, as a native of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. I know these things, mm -hmm. it's really only kind of celebrated in and around Boston, <laughs> Boston city limits. But you do have some of uh, the state offices closed. Um, it, but, uh, but they do run the uh, Boston Marathon on oh. uh, Patriots Day. So that's coming up then. So, yes, uh, that's always traditionally on Patriots, which is usually the third Monday in April. All right. So well, the date shifts. I don't think I'm going to. So make that's that way race this more year. that you need to know about the tax filing <laughs> deadline. Yeah, I feel like I need to go watch more documentaries or something. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into the uh, topics on IRA basics, we got a few callers on the line. Right now, we're going to go out to Chesapeake and speak with Jim. Good evening, Jim. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Um, great show. I, I always like to listen to you two folks. Um, I have a question about uh, uh, reverse mortgage for myself. <clears throat> I'm 69, still have uh, about 230000 uh, left on my mortgage. The house, from what the county is assessing, or the city is assessing, is about 270, 376. So there's about, I don't know, maybe 100, 100K in uh, equity. Um, what what sort of history does reverse mortgages have? I mean, I, I get always get negative opinions of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question, Jim. Um, we happen to think, broadly speaking, that nowadays the type of reverse mortgages that they offer are a great financial planning tool, uh, and they come in uh, a variety of uh, shapes and sizes in order to fit your particular needs. Uh, they can very much represent a, a similar conventional first mortgage, uh, or they can act like a home equity line of credit uh, that also grows with the equity in your house. So in general, we're in favor. We'll give you a little bit more of some of the details. Yeah, I would say that in the past, reverse mortgages got a had a bad reputation because there were some predatory lending Diver practices. Deservedly so. Mm -hmm. yeah, the early ones were not good. That were uh, largely, I would say, almost all eliminated during, I think it was Frank Dodd legislation that cleaned up the rules and regulations around reverse mortgages. So they are now very much standardized and um, advantageous for the right person. And, and like Kevin, I think, was saying, we like to use them as proactive planning tools. So they're no longer just the last resort, you know, I have no funds left type of planning tool. It can be a very powerful, proactive planning tool in retirement for the right person. Um, tell me, Jim, do you see yourself staying in your home for 
the foreseeable future? Yes. And are you married? Yes. How old is your spouse? She'll be 65 here in a couple of days. 65, okay. I'm 69. Okay. And what is your, I'm just out of curiosity, what is your interest rate on your current mortgage? 3.485. Okay. And what about a reverse mortgage is, is piquing your interest? Is there something you're trying to accomplish with that? Well, if my wife gets into a retirement situation, um, having enough monthly income to uh, handle it, handle the existing mortgage. See, I was really crazy, stupid. I did all these, uh, you know, equity loans and refinancing and, you know, I bought this house for $125,000 in 1993 and I should be paying it off now. Mm -hmm. That was really, really stupid. Well, no, you don't have to feel bad about that, Mm -hmm. Jim. There is no law that says you have to have your house paid off at retirement or at your death or at any point in time. What you do have to do is make your next monthly mortgage payment. That that much you do have to do. But uh, taking and or maintaining a mortgage on your house at a low interest rate, and I would classify your 3.485 as a good low, historically low interest rate, that's essentially good debt if you you know use the extra proceeds from the lower mortgage payment to build up the rest of your financial house then there's nothing wrong with carrying that mortgage and you don't have to feel bad about that but you do raise a, a good question and that is okay now that i built some equity in my property you can't eat your house and so how can i liquefy the equity in a hard asset like real estate. Well, a second mortgage, uh, I mean, a reverse mortgage is a great tool to do that. Yes. So you can use a reverse mortgage to essentially pay off a conventional mortgage. And the, one of the benefits of a reverse mortgage is that you don't have to make payments like you do on your conventional mortgage. One of the, um, limits though, is the amount of equity that you can, access for a reverse mortgage. So you typically cannot get more than 50 to 60% of the home's value in a reverse mortgage. So that might pose a planning challenge for you at this point. And so we would probably, it would probably be wise to to come up with a, a cash flow plan to see if you'd be able to continue making your conventional mortgage payments once your wife retires. Mm -hmm. Or you could use that reverse mortgage to essentially pay off the first and then, I mean, get close. It would get close. Yeah, it can, it's the only, it can be the only loan lien on the property. Yes. And so I don't think there's enough equity based on the value you've told me, Jim. Yeah, you got to get down to about 225 mm-hmm. on the mortgage balance. You're close though. But, but yeah. yeah, you're close. And then you could you could essentially convert that first first mortgage into a reverse mortgage and then turn off your mortgage payment. So whatever you're making your mortgage payment at 1200 bucks or 1500 bucks, now you still have to pay taxes and insurance now on your property. Um, but the principal and interest you do not have to make payments on, and that frees up monthly cash flow that can be helpful as well. Sounds good. <clears throat> Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's something that you could 
work towards if you get that mortgage down a little bit as long as you plan to stay in the home for the foreseeable future it doesn't have to be repaid until you you and your spouse permanently move out of the home so if that's why i asked you if you plan to stay there then it could be a good tool if you saw yourself moving in the future then it may not make sense okay well i appreciate this information I'm going to give you guys a ring. Okay. Okay, Jim, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. There are a lot of uh, providers out there of reverse mortgage now. We don't particularly, you know, we don't do reverse mortgages, but we do advise on them, and we do recommend them if the right uh, right people at the right time. All right, we're going to step aside, take a short break. Uh, we're going to be right back after these messages, but uh, Jeff and Ty, if you can hang on there, we'll come back after the break and get those calls. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790. WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison Debril, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. All right, if you want to be caller on the show, jump on the phone lines. Give us a ring, 627-7979. We're going to stay in Tidewater region and speak with Jeff. Good evening, Jeff. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Uh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, my my question is is I have a son that I'd like to set some money aside for for a, a roughly about a three year period, um, and I would like to uh, get your suggestions on what would be the uh, the best uh, suggestions you have or top three as to what you would recommend recommend that I do. So you have a certain sum of money uh, that you have a dedicated use for within three years, correct? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll clarify that. I am saving this money, and I want to set it aside, and then after the three years, I want to uh, be able to give it to him, but I don't want to just let it sit in the bank. Okay, yeah, give it to your son in three years. All right, do you have a set dollar amount that you're trying to give to him, or are you using this opportunity to maybe teach him about savings and investing? No, no, no lesson in here. Just um, right now, I just don't, um, I don't want to just uh, let it sit in the bank. Mm, Yeah. I want to to hold on to it. You've asked about the sum. It's going to be roughly, uh, it's not huge, but 10,000 a year. How old is your son? Uh, He is closing in on, well, he's in his his 20s, let's say. 20s. Okay. Does he know about this? No. No. Okay. Going to be a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of a that's a trickier one. Uh, three years. So you know, I hear what you're saying about money in the bank accounts, right? You're not earning any interest. That is true. Um, we're still at rock bottom rates, at least bank savings rates. 
Um, you might be lucky to get 0.1%, or I guess some of the online banks, you might get 0.5%. Um, but on $10,000, we're not talking much in terms of uh, material. That's about 50 bucks, you know, a year. Um, you know, the next alternative is try to is take the opportunity to invest it into variable type investments that have the opportunity to grow more. That usually means stocks or bonds. Um, but three years is is right on the edge of my comfort zone for short term money. So, you know, the risk is, I mean, you, you invest it today, uh, the probability would be that it's gonna, you're going to have more money three years into the future. Uh, but the risk that, you, that could be less than what you invest today is not zero. Um, and so I'm a little bit hesitant to say that, well, you should get yourself a good diversified no-load mutual fund from Vanguard or, or something like that. I mean, that is an option, but if you have a hard dollar amount that you really want to give them, then you're, you're getting close to the area where you might, you just have, you, you might want to consider just sticking, keeping it close to the bank. And I don't like the idea of bonds, uh, you know, with rising interest rates, that's going to put downward pressure on bonds. I think there's more risk in you having less money three years in the future by investing in bonds than you do in stocks. So throw the bonds right out the window. I'm kind of on the fence on the equities. What do you think? Yeah, it just I think it depends on what the goal is. If you're just trying to give him a, a cash gift that he can do whatever he wants with at the end of three years, or if you are trying to start him on a, a, a savings path, then there may be a case to investing it and, and transferring investments to him. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But doesn't sound like that's the case here, Jeff, is it? Well, uh, that's actually a really good suggestion because um, – and I really appreciate you guys taking my call, uh, and you you confirmed some of my my original thoughts um, with because it is a limited time and it's not a great deal of money, but you know the investment idea is, is really actually a pretty good one because that gives him the option. Mm-hmm. Um, he can either continue running with it or he can cash it out, and I was going to give him the cash anyway, so. Uh, it's a pretty good suggestion, and I uh, really appreciate your time tonight. Yeah, okay. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, that, that is a great idea, Allison, is if he doesn't have a hard dollar amount um, and you can transfer shares of a stock or a, a mutual fund to another owner, and then no matter what the value is at that point in time, if the the cash needs aren't imminent, like you, his son is not going to use it for, say, a down payment on a house in three years, and it's more just for general, you know, life uh, starting, right? Get, <laughs> getting off, the, right? Getting off the ground mm-hmm. uh, purposes, then I would feel better about going in direction of investments and equities and stocks. Now, I, I definitely not individual stocks, but I would say a good diversified uh, mutual fund. So something like Vanguard Total Market or the Thank Vanguard World Fund. Fund or yeah. yeah, a broadly based index fund. Um, and it doesn't have to be Vanguard. You know, Schwab has them, Fidelity have, has them, wherever you might have a brokerage account. Um, most of those places have low cost 
um, generic index funds that that are, there's nothing wrong with that that do a great job for what they are and I'd much rather be investing money now than say two months ago there you go so See, you're there's always going to get a, a little bit more of a discount <laughs> to, to, today than you will um, uh, than you did two months ago. All right, we got a pause for the news at the bottom of the hour, but uh, Ty and Dan, I still see you up there. We're going to try to get to you after we come back from the news in just a few minutes. Anybody else has a question or comment relating to their personal financial situation? Jump on the phone lines. Give us a call, 627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM 790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you've got some nuanced questions, you want to speak to a live human being, you can give us a call at the office, 456 2200. Want to remind everybody, our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, March 22nd at 6 p.m., where we are live, or you can catch the show this Saturday, sometime as a rebroadcast on Saturday morning. And if you can't catch us live, second and fourth Tuesday, or the rebroadcast, you can get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us and take us with you wherever you go. And for those of you who are into these sort of things. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just search for Wealthway Financial Advisors in the appropriate platform. (laughs) But but we were just wondering, should we be on Instagram? That is the question. We are not on Instagram (laughs) or on TikTok. No, we're not going there. Although (laughs) Allison is a dance teacher, so maybe Uh. some TikTok dancing (laughs) would would promote our company. Oh, okay. Well, it it would be appropriate. Don't (laughs) worry. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, 627-7979 to... Jump on the phones and uh, give us a call in the studio line. Right now, we're going to go to Norfolk and speak with Ty. Do I have the pronunciation correct, Ty? Yes, you do. Okay, thanks. How can we help you? Hey, good evening. Uh, My brothers and I are in the process of settling my late father's uh, estate. And while I think we're on track and everything is is pretty much in order, um, there's one account in which uh, my wife was listed as joint. And it's my understanding that I can, uh, I want to, you know, separate that and, and pay it out to my brothers. Uh, it's my understanding that she can uh, do a one-time gift to them up to, is the amount 16000 without any tax 
ramifications? Well, yes, but first, Ty, let me just make sure we get that straight because that's a nuanced question. So your wife owned an account with your your father. Yes, she was joint on the account. Okay, and what kind of an account was it? Was it a bank account, an investment account, a retirement account? Well, it can't be retirement. It was, it was just uh, it was just at a local credit union. I think a savings or maybe a checking account. But okay, and it was just so she could handle things in the event of an emergency or cover, you know, expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that actually you can gift up to $12 million to someone (laughs) without tax implications. Um, That is the technical answer, that there really really aren't tax implications for gifting up to $12 million. Sixty thousand dollars near that. (laughs) But you are not wrong that there is this $16,000 per year gifting amount that allows you to gift without any sort of reporting requirements. So if you gift more than 16,000 per person, so she could gift 16,000 to multiple people. um, But if you gift more than that, then you just have to do an extra filing with your tax return, but it does not make it taxable to you or to the recipient of the gift. But there is some administration involved in going over a gift of $16,000 in one calendar year. Okay, so if I kept it at that amount or or slightly lower, I shouldn't have any issues. Mm -hmm. Right, then you don't have to do anything at all except... Enjoy the gift, fact that gift. you yeah, <laughs> enjoy the gift that you gave. No reporting and no taxes. Okay. Now, now recently, uh, would the institution be able to simply wire it to another account of 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 that person's choosing, or do they would they generally prefer to cut a check? Well, is the account now in her name only? Uh, it's now in her name only. Yes. Okay. So she could just write a check, mm-hmm. and she could, or she could set up an electronic transfer. I don't know that you need to pay for an extra wire, mm-hmm. um, but that that would be an option as well. Okay. Great. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right, Ty. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Six two seven seven nine seven nine. Going to go up to Hampton now and speak with Dan, who's been waiting patiently on the line. Good evening, Dan. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. All right. Well, good evening. Thank you both for providing the service. It's, it's fabulous. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to be 67 in September, and I have a certain number of conventional IRAs. And I'm wondering, should I convert those into a Roth IRA, even at my age, knowing that taxes are going to go up in the future? Mm. Well, let's see, Dan. Are you still working? No, I'm retired. Retired. Okay. What Do you have any retirement income? Um, I have a lot of investment income. Uh, I have uh, income properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like rental properties? Yes. Yep. So I don't need to touch any of my savings. Okay. And spouse, Dan, do you have a spouse who I is do. working? She's, uh, she's uh, 65 and she's retired as well. Okay. Not earning any income. Okay. Right. And do you have uh, kids? Yes. We have three children that are grown. Do you have any strong legacy wishes? Do, wishes? Do you feel like you want to try to leave something to them at the end of oh, retirement? Oh yes, I've already gotten a certain. I already have uh, estate planning done where each child's going to get a certain number of houses. Okay, 
Oh, houses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, will, which will give them income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll give them both. We're going to, you know, will them um, any savings that's left, but also we're going to will them the, the property so that they can continue making money with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, generally speaking, I will say that we have done extensive analysis on Roth conversions, and there is not a simple yes or no answer. So typically, you want to convert if you are in a very low tax bracket. So you pay your taxes when you're in a low tax bracket in hopes of lowering your taxable income in retirement and reducing the amount of required minimum distributions that would have to come out of your pre-tax IRAs in retirement. So we have found that it typically doesn't make sense unless you have upwards of two to three million dollars usually in a pre-tax IRA. So the I don't have that. Okay, so then it may not be advantageous. The other factors are, you know, how much are you going to withdraw from your IRA over the years? It sounds like you don't need to make significant withdrawals Um, so then the third factor is well how do you feel about leaving a taxable asset to your heirs versus a tax-free asset because if you leave it in the tax-protected IRA wrapper and it passes to your children it will be taxed at their tax rate or if you pay the tax now and then they inherit a Roth IRA it will be tax-free to them yeah I would rather give them a Roth Okay, so that is one reason that people may decide to convert assets from an IRA to a Roth IRA. Um, it, it take, we find that it takes a very long time to kind of break even because you're prepaying your taxes now at a higher rate. So yes. it doesn't sound like it's something you'd be doing for you or your wife, but maybe something you'd be doing for an estate tax or a estate planning reason. Yes. Yeah, but more of that purpose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how long is the payback? It really depends on your personal situation. Um, sure. okay. All right. it, it'll be in your late 80s or 90s probably when you would uh, break even, to quote. Okay. But that would right. depend so, uh, on a lot of factors. Now, if tax rates do increase, um, then that does make the break even a little bit sooner than that. But I'd be careful about uh, trying to play that game too much. The, the change in tax rates is exceptionally fickle because it's determined by the, the tax rates are determined by Congress. And I know that there's certain groundswell of belief that the tax rates are not going to be any lower than they are now and probably are going to be uh, higher. But, you know, we could sit at these rates for a long time uh, or any any changes might just be minuscule or, or very tiny incremental. And and so trying to just play the tax game, um, I'd be careful about doing that because it, it, it might not pan out for that reason alone. Yeah, actually, we've done a lot of research on that and kind of stress tested it. And it'd have to be a significant increase in tax rates in the future yeah. to really make to move the needle. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for the advice. And uh I understand uh, completely what you said. I really appreciate it very, very much. Good, good. All right, Dan, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 
627-7979. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines. Give us a call here in the studio. We're going to be right back after these messages. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM 790 WNIS. Welcome back, and welcome back to Dollars in Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison Dubril, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. You can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we will get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, just to send you the information that you request. Or if you want to talk to a live human being, find out uh, how we operate uh, that way, then give us a call at the office, 456-2200. And for those of you who can't catch this show live every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. or get the rebroadcast on the Saturday following the show, then get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go. And we are not on TikTok and we are not <laughs> on InstaFace. Yet. Oh, wait, uh, Instagram. <laughs> but we are on Facebook and we are on LinkedIn and have been for a little while. So if you want to connect with us that way, just search for Wealthway Financial Advisors within those apps. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a, a really good call from Dan before the last break that I just thought deserved a little more conversation because Roth IRAs are an example of a strategy that you hear about all the time that um, sound really good in theory, but we have found in practice that it very much depends on many different personal circumstances and factors as to whether or not it makes sense. And I think that can be said about a a number of financial planning strategies where it's difficult in a format like this to, to say, yes, you should do it or no, you shouldn't do it. And it's difficult to just go on an online calculator and plug it in and say, yes, convert, no, don't convert, or yes, claim social security, no, don't claim. It's missing pieces because our lives are very complicated with so many different pieces to the puzzle. And so it's just a word of caution to watch out for making decisions, big decisions like that in a vacuum without looking at all of the variables. Yeah, if there's one thing that's true about personal finance is that one size does not fit all. Um, A lot depends on your individual family circumstances. Are you married? How much uh, older or younger is your spouse than you? Does your spouse work? Do you work? Your health. Do your health. That's a great one, right. Your kids, how old are your kids? Uh, What are your plans for your kids? Is there college involved? Is there not? 
Um, are you going to work uh, later on in life until you know your late 70s because you enjoy it so much, or do you want to get out of there right away at 62 or 60 or as soon as you possibly can? All those nuanced personal factors play into the decision-making to a lot of the technical financial analysis. Um, and so while there are some rules of thumb and there are some you know general guidelines uh, you generally want to either give yourself some some introspection on what works best for you or align yourself with a good competent uh, financial advisor who can help uh, guide you through these these questions so you make the best decision for you right it is we always say it's an art and a science. So there is math and science around it. Certainly there's theory, there's strategy, there are, um, there are, I guess, maybe some absolutes, not very few absolutes, though. Well, there's certainly a lot of a fair amount of technical knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we boil our investment management down to a rate of return. So there's a lot of math around that and sophisticated software to to get performance down to an understandable global rate of return. That's, you know, that's absolute there. That number is what the number is. But now, what do you do? Or what does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? that you earned 12% on your investments last year, or you've been averaging, say, 10% on your investments over the last five to 10 years. Does it mean, are they growing fast enough? Does that mean you can retire at your desired age that you, that you wanted to? Uh, does it mean that you can now purchase the vacation home or that you can uh, pay cash for your kid's college if that's important to you. You know, all those, the, the numbers are, are absolute-ish, but what they mean and what you do about them, that's very personal. Mm -hmm. And so if you are hearing buzz about a strategy or a, you know, must-do, just know that it there are very few one-size-fits-all strategies. And in fact, when we have have been diving deeper into Roth conversion strategies, we have not found it to be advantageous for uh, most of our clients. Very few in, in very select circumstances, it makes sense um, when you factor in all of their financial aspects. And another one that is surprising is Social Security. So if you read all of at least our industry literature, it's, you know, delay, uh, maximize the benefit, wait till 70, get that guaranteed 8% per year increase, and you will be better off long, long term. Well, it all depends on cash flow needs. Like, when are when do you actually need the money? Or if you don't really ever need the money, then it's just a, well, when do you want to enjoy mm -hmm. the money? It's not mm -hmm. necessarily about the numbers at mm -hmm. that point. Yeah, you aren't trying to, at that point, maximize every last Social Security dollar. You're trying to get the money that's available to you now in order to maximize your quality of life now. And so sometimes people who could afford to delay out to age 70 choose with our guidance to take it sooner than that, um, which just means they, they can draw less from their savings or draw less from their investment portfolio 
and allow that to continue to build long term. And then they have the money to enjoy now while they're relatively young and while they're relatively healthy. Because we can tell you from 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 professional uh, experience that most people, by the time they reach their mid to late 80s and their 90s, while they they might have all the financial resources they need to do whatever they want, they don't always want to do a whole lot. They don't want much. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Travel <laughs> becomes more of a hassle oh, and, yeah. and a burden, you know, with the flights and the delays and the baggage and that's uh, my fear and all that stuff. <laughs> when you're when you're like eighty seven, it's like eh, I don't know. Not you know, worth it's it. just uh, right. So people tend to not do as much later in life, and so therefore they don't need as much money. So you can make the case that well, let me take what's available to me now in my uh, early to mid 60s when i when i have that zest for life and mm-hmm. i and I'm, I'm willing to go places and travel and spend money and maybe gift it to my my family when i uh well i can see the good that it does and and the happiness that it brings um so like you say, that while there's numbers around Social Security claiming, and if we know your date of death, we can we can put it you know <laughs> down to the penny. We mm-hmm. can tell you exactly when to claim. Um, but obviously, no one knows those things. And so we as financial advisors are used to working in a futuristic, probabilistic type of environment where, you know, the knowledge is not 100% certain. Um, and we have to wade into that uncertainty and provide some structure for our clients to say, here's what's probably going to be the in- outcome. And here's what most likely you're going to see uh, long-term from a, a savings or spending plan. But then we talk about reality and life and what works for them, where they are today, and bef- and then come to the ultimate decision. Mm-hmm. And and even though we don't know exactly what's going to happen, laying the groundwork for that and doing mm-hmm. comprehensive financial planning allows us to help our clients adjust more easily, more fluidly as things change and develop in their, their lives. Yeah. So... Um, I think the moral of the the story here, uh, um, we we give what good advice we can over the airwaves in the short amount of time we can with the limited information uh, that we have. Um, But just know that your individual mileage may vary, and it's always great to have a full sit-down with a competent, honest, ethical financial advisor, and it doesn't have to be us. But... We will be back in two weeks on Tuesday, March 22nd at 6 p.m. Until then, if you want more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. For certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. The preceding program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible for its content.